welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of your hosts, Asia Bonilla. And I'm your other host, Charles Sheeland. And it's time to wrap up Scumble, the second book in the Savvy Trilogy by Ingrid Law. We're already two-thirds down, and we'll start the next book next week. And for anyone who is new to our show, we're a podcast on the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends, and we read and reread young adult books from our adolescence and share them with each other. And right now, we are reading the Savvy Trilogy, which was submitted by Charles and is brand new to me. And I'd actually only read the first book, but... So this book and the next book were actually new to me, but I did obviously know the world that we were going to be in. Well, as the newcomer, I get to summarize the plot. So diving right in, we have... Is SJ for Sarah Jane? I can't remember now off the top of my head. SJ? Her name... What's her name? SJ. Her name is Sarah Jane. Okay, I just questioned it for a second. Do you read these outlines when I send them to you? Yes, but you only refer to her as SJ, and I like to say the full name because I think it's cool when people have two names. So, Sarah Jane and Ledge continue their friendship, which angers Noble Cabot, which is Sarah Jane's father. And Ledge does finally learn how to control his savvy, which actually lets him assemble and build things as well as destroy and like take things apart. And he even discovers that Sarah Jane is from a savvy family as well, and that her savvy is making people believe anything that she writes. However, Noble Cabot was trying to avoid this from the beginning, apparently. He did not want her to know about her mother having a savvy, and therefore he didn't want her to have a savvy. And because of this, he pretty much full-on loses it and ends up trying to foreclose on the Beaumonts and all of their the whole family's farm but luckily the kids mostly Ledger are there to save the day and it all turns out happy in the end with both Rocket and Ledge scumbling and going right into my impression I'll just say that yeah I'm definitely like still enjoying this series I don't think it's like anything like groundbreaking but I'm not not enjoying it and I am now that we finished this book I'm very curious to see what the next book is about like if it's going to you know expand the world of Savvy's even more because in this book like we focused on a new main character that was still within their family but as we've learned a lot through this book that there's different Savvy families like apparently all over the world possibly so like what if it's about someone totally different or like another family that has a connection to the Savvy family we've been following so I feel like I'm definitely like intrigued to read the last book but I'm not like I don't know. I don't feel like this is like my new favorite series. I feel like it's a little bit too childish, but it's, it's just right in the middle for me. I don't know how you're feeling about it though, Charles. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. I'm really glad that we're reading it for the podcast because the second and third book were not out when I read the first book years and years ago. So I'm glad that I'm like finishing the series. Definitely not something I need to keep circling back to because it's only young for me too, but I'm really enjoying it as well. And I enjoyed the plot twist. I wasn't expecting SJ to have a savvy at all. So I thought that was super clever. And 
I just, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked the ending, so can't complain. So diving in, I refer to her as SJ because that's what she wants to be referred to as. Her paper arrives. Is it? Excuse me? She says that she wants to be called SJ? Yes, every time Ledger calls her Sarah Jane, she corrects him. Oh, but Sarah Jane is, like, so much cooler. Like, I don't know. I don't like SJ. I don't like that nickname. Well, her paper arrives, and it's full of the family secrets, so it's not good at all. Ledge goes to confront her, but that is also, if you ask me, a very bad idea. But, I mean, looking back on it, it makes sense why he's immediately, like, drawn to her, I feel like, with her savvy. Yeah, he can't resist. Like, he ha- so, like he believes it immediately. Yeah, and it goes just as badly as you would expect. He tells her everything about the savvies. He loses control, and he ends up blowing up the entire fence around the Cabot house. So, basically, one chapter into this reading, and we know it's only a matter of time before Noble Cabot is going to take action. He's going to retaliate because his house has been vandalized. Yes, but before that, Ledger overhears Rocket talking to Uncle Autry in the bug house, which I just wrote down because basically Rocket was saying, like, oh my gosh, he's such a mess, and, like, he needs to learn how to scumble his savvy. Like, he was speaking, like, it sounded like he was talking about someone, and so, of course, Ledger is worried that he's talking about him, and I immediately wrote a note down saying, you know, I hope that Rocket isn't talking about Ledge, you know, saying that he needs to scumble his savvy because that would be extremely hypocritical of him when Rocket hasn't scumbled his savvy either, But as we learn, like, pretty quickly, Rocket was actually talking about himself, I guess, in the third person, which, like, doesn't really make sense. Maybe he was, like, saying, like, things that he thinks people are, like, thinking about him, you know? But I figured it was going to be something like that because it just... I know Ledger kind of is a little bit afraid of Rocket, but, like, I'm. it's clear that I don't think, like, Rocket actually dislikes Ledger. Like, he relates to him a lot, but I just thought that was funny so that one was like super obvious to me that rocket was talking about himself like even the sentences the fact that ledge overhears it i was like the syntax kind of sounds like he's talking about himself like it's a little too awkward because if you were talking about ledge you would just say his name you know like it was just too many it was so clear to me that he was talking about himself and then rocket and ledge run into each other they realize this, they have a heart-to-heart, and it's super-duper cute. And I just want to say that last week, I said, if they're ever going to learn to scumble, it's going to be together as friends, and I was correct. Yes, you were. And we find out that Rocket actually tried to share his savvy with Bobby, like, let her feel the electricity, and he accidentally burned her, and he won't forgive himself, and that's really why he won't be able to scumble. Which, once again, as we talked about in the last episode, because, like, he's afraid, pretty much, like, afraid of himself. And if you're afraid and have these fears and self-doubt, like, you're not going to be able to scumble. Like, you're not going to be able to control your power if you're afraid of yourself. Well, that's what Uncle Audrey told us. He was right the whole time. And then we do get kind of confirmation that Fedora, Marisol, and Mesquite are looking for the lost treasure of Eva May. Yes, I wrote that down as well. I was like, oh, that makes sense. I made a connection. Did I guess that in the last episode? I I can't remember what. I know we talked about it, but did I guess that that's what the three of them were up to? 
I'm pretty sure you didn't. Listeners, you can go back and check if you'd like, but I don't think that you guessed that they were specifically looking for the treasure. I just know that you definitely noted about the treasure and, like, connected with Eva Man, how you thought that was going to be important, which, spoiler alert, it wasn't really because it wasn't real, but it did obviously, like, connect to what they were doing. So I'll give you, like, half a point for that, I guess. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure what I said. So then Ledge goes back to free SJ from punishment. They decide to break into Noble Cabot's office and steal back the wedding jar, which, again, is a terrible idea. And like you said, he can't resist because of her savvy. But all of these problems would just be solved by talking to an adult. Like, but no, they have to go be stupid, stupid teenagers and they have to, you know, do it all themselves. But I'm like, oh my god, y'all, just talk to a responsible adult. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess I didn't feel that as much this in this book because of Sarah Jane's father being, like, absolutely insane. So, like, I understand why she, like, doesn't really have a trusted adult to go to. And also I understood why Ledge wasn't going to, like, his uncle, to Uncle Autry, because he was specifically forbidden from, like, talking to her. So... Yeah, but if he'd gone to Uncle Autry, Uncle Autry could have been like, well, Noble Cabot knows about savvies, so we're not breaking any rules. I guess that's true. I, I don't know. I was I definitely was a little less invested in the second half of this book. I feel like. Oh, I just, again, to me it's just like, they're just being children. Like, just be serious. Just be adults. Like, just be better. <laughs> well, this is this is a children's series, and also I feel like I kept forgetting like how young they were. Like they're essentially our two main characters, Sarah Jane and Ledger. They're thirteen years old, so they're quite young, like literal children. So, I mean, think back to Percy Jackson, like at the very beginning. Yeah. So, I guess we have to give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. I guess. But while they're there and then after this, after they break into Noble Cabot's office, Ledge does have a conversation with Uncle Autry and he reveals to him that Sarah Jane's mom has a savvy. Well, like, Ledger kind of puts this together because he sees, like, the wedding photos and it's clear to him that, like, she must have a savvy because, like, the trees are going in the background. And then he asks Uncle about it and he, like, confirms it that, yes... Sarah Jane's mom had a savvy, and basically she could turn things into trees, like any object, she could make it turn into a tree. And when we, like, get this, I was like, well, that means that Sarah Jane will likely get a savvy as well, or already has one since she's already 13. Yeah, well, he also realizes because Noel Cabot and his wife, Summer, they got married on the farm, and the photos of the wedding show trees growing up, like, over the course of three frames— full trees grow up on in these photos so ledger has definitely figured out that she has a savvy and he already has a theory as to what sj's savvy is which is her writing he thinks that her writing is so convincing that people believe it's actually true and that leads to why her dad who is super against these savvies he reads these fantastical stories and he thinks that they must be true and they're corrupting his daughter so he shuts down those people, which is absolutely cuckoo crazy. 
Yeah, it actually is. And I will say as far as like her having a savvy and the mom having savvy, like I definitely didn't see that coming. But I think part of that, like I like I just said a little bit ago, I feel like I was a little less invested in the second half of the book. It's just because I, even by the end, was not over how annoying Sarah Jane was at like in the first half of the book. So like I really wasn't interested in anything to do with her because I still like don't like her. Like I'm glad that, you know, her and Ledger, I guess, get this like happy ending of friendship and like writing letters, I guess. But I still just found her so extremely annoying. Like I just don't want to know anything about her. I don't I don't know if that's me being a little extreme. No, I mean, I agree. I was as I was reading it, I was like, I did think she was like she was just not that nice of a person like. She just and like, I understand it's the idea of, you know, her mother died and well, actually, her mother turned herself into a tree to avoid succumbing to her illness, like actually dying. But she's gone. And the dad obviously, like, is really strict and like it, she feels unloved. And I understand that. And those things can hurt you as a person and cause you to lash out but I don't know I was just her behavior in the first half was just so unacceptable like I just would never want to associate with someone like that again like I don't know I so that's why for me just reading about it I was like oh like good for her like I don't really care yeah I found her completely unattractive I agree I mean it was I wanted to be sympathetic but it's just kind of hard to be sympathetic when someone is that annoying yeah, like how, yeah, just she stole the jar. Like, yeah, it was just too much for me. But going back to, you know, Ledge figuring this all out, I was very glad to write down that he is worried about incest because his first thought when he realizes that she has a savvy is that, oh my gosh, like, what if we're related? And he's super freaked out because they've already kissed once. And he's like, what if I locked lips with like one of my long lost cousins? Like, that's so gross, which, you know, is a pretty, it's a pretty normal reaction. I would hope for what incest is, which is why in the beginning I was so like, this is just not going to be explained between the grandparents. So that's why I feel like she I feel like she included that line specifically in addition to explaining the grandparents relationship. I'm like she definitely didn't think about it in the first book. I mean, there might have been and like one line. She got called out. <laughs> I'm thinking like I feel like maybe in the first book there might have been a line like earlier on that was like there are other savvy families and you know, reading it for the first time we missed that line. And also, they definitely said that. We literally discussed that, or at least I mentioned it on the podcast that there are other savvy families, but like, but it wasn't revealed no until way later, get... at least really clearly. Yes, and we don't find out that the mother, grandmother, is from a different family than the rest of them until this book. So, but I, I can understand how she probably didn't feel she needed to clarify that so early on because you know. The demographic for these books, children would not. Also, be... frankly, it was probably obvious. Yeah, to she her. was like, "Why would anybody?" She think... probably didn't think, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have two Whereas incestuous us, you characters." Twenty-year-olds the reading book these published. books, like, "Oh my gosh, what was she thinking?" <laughs> and then she gets called out, and she has to write, "No, no incest" in the second book. But yes, I feel like this is part of her apology tour was to correct oh that. So, luckily, they're not related. They're, she's from, Sarah Jane is from a different savvy family. But 
Speaking of family, look at that transition. Autry tells them that Eva May was actually made up, so there's no treasure. So he doesn't tell Marisol Mesquite, he just tells Ledger. Because he says they've been looking for the treasure, so it'll break their hearts to not have that. But then, basically, that's kind of the end. Kind of all hell breaks loose, because Autry goes off to go get money for the ranch. Rocket is off on the motorcycle with Winona. And so Ledger goes to the Cabot's house. He gets SJ. She's like, oh my god, my dad's going to tear down the bug house. So they all run back. Because Noble Cabot has finally decided to deal with the farm. He's just going to knock it all down. Which I just have to say, I think also where I was like, what is happening? Because this just tearing down of the farm without warning is 100% illegal. Like, basically, if, you know, he posted, like, an eviction notice, like, you have a certain amount of time. And also, like, if you're going to knock a building down, you have to make sure, like, it's evacuated, it's safe to be knocked down. Like, Gypsy, one of the younger cousins, a literal child, is still in the bug house as, like, all the demolition equipment is approaching it at that moment to knock it down. So they could literally murder her. And, not to mention, in this bug house, there's all these kinds of rare bugs and insects that probably, you know, shouldn't just be released or killed. Like, they could be protected. Like, they could be endangered species. Like, I don't know. It just was totally, like... To me, completely... They could be invasive, like lanternflies? Yeah, invasive that could, you know, affect the local environment, whatever. Like, so they shouldn't be released because they could destroy the environment. So it's just like, I don't know. To me, that was just like, I was like, totally like, suspended beyond, like, like, it just didn't make any sense. Like, I just was like, this doesn't make sense. Like, this doesn't seem plausible. Unless, like, he's fully lost it, I guess. But even if noble cab has lost it like why are his workers just proceeding without hesitation they're like yeah we're just gonna you know knock down this building which i guess you know maybe they're not that educated and they just do whatever their boss says i guess but i don't know i just didn't find it that believable that he was just like okay we're gonna just knock this building down like there's no adults present like let's just knock down the building that was crazy to me that he did it without seizing the land officially like from autry like also like you'd wouldn't you have to have time to, like, remove your belongings It was just under foreclosure. Like, like, it hadn't actually been taken, seized yet. And also, more importantly, not just, like, in terms of, like, legality, what kind of person gets that angry and that petty that they are like, you know what I need to do? Break buildings. Like, that's insane. Like, what are you so mad about, bruh, that you can't, like, wait an hour, wait a week? And, yeah, also there was a child in there, and you knew there was a child in there, and that was moronic, so. Which, the context we get for Noble Cabot, basically, is, like we said, his wife had a savvy, and she could turn things into trees, and she gets sick, so let's just say it was cancer, and so she obviously dies a lot younger, and basically, when she's sick, she's dying, and she decides that she wants to turn herself into a tree, like, before she, like, fully dies, or, like, the her cancer, whatever, her illness fully overtakes her, and she's no longer powerful to do so. So instead of, because he was like, I want you to, like, stay alive, because he's like, we'll go to all these different doctors, even though I'm sure, like, whatever her illness was, it was terminal, like, she wasn't going to make it, but basically he wanted her to fight, and she was 
like, no, I want to go out, you know, on my terms and turn myself into a tree. And so because of that, like, he never forgave her. And it was just his whole turn off to Savvy's, which I feel like is the wrong reaction. Because, like, kind of put her own death, like, into, like, it gave her power to have control over her own death. But I understand, like, selfishly being upset, obviously, you're losing your person. But, yeah, to punish this other family because they have savvies, especially when Uncle Autry is also a widow. Like, his wife also died. Like, he literally can relate to you the most out of anyone. Also, to me, like, his response of, like, he's going to lock SJ up and keep her away from people when she turns 13, that'll turn off her savvy. It's just silly. Like, everyone around you has told you that's not going to happen. Yeah, you can be frustrated. Yes, you can be grieving, but, like, you can't... You can't let that affect your child, like... Yeah. It's just stupid, and he's he's not thought through his actions at all. But, I mean, I guess I had said in the last book, I was like, I'm looking for the villain. I guess this was our villain. I mean, he literally was ready to kill Gypsy, so... Yeah, I guess so. Quite the villain. We got, I mean, that wasn't really a betrayal, a plot twist, so not that exciting. But at least we had a villain, I guess. So, like we said, this is all happening with Noble Cabot literally ready to destroy the farm. But luckily, Ledge has gotten a lot better at scumbling by now. So he's actually able to fully take apart all of the demolition trucks and equipment. And he reassembles them into decorative trees. So he actually saves the day. And that's pretty much the end of the plot. Like, there's a couple wrap-up things. But, like, that's pretty much the end. Yeah, so basically that's the main plot. Ledge ends up going home. He starts taking art classes and Will and Mibs get engaged and everything is great. Also, Rocket and Winnie, they're doing great as a couple. And kind of to tie back to what we said last week, Ledger he and his dad have a conversation. His dad's like, I'm sorry for projecting my dreams onto you. I just want you to be happy. So Ledge continues to run, but he doesn't feel like that's his only personality trait. He's, like, allowed to take art class and feel supported. And his mom is also way less of a control freak, which is good because her savvy made her truly the ultimate control freak. And we got a little hint at the funeral. So the Grandpa Bomba, he helps prevent the demolition trucks by using Samson. He, like, move makes a moat around the farm, like, basically uses up all his life force trying to protect the farm. And then he dies a couple months after that. And at the funeral, we get a little hint as to what the next book will be about. Did you catch it? No. What was it? I'm not going to tell you because that'll spoil it. What? Charles, you cannot do that to me. I was literally looking forward to this based off of the outline because I did not catch it. Do you, you want me to tell you? Yes, tell us. Tell the audience. Okay. What is this hint? The hint is, do you remember the really annoying great aunt who is like, Yes. This is the wedding jar, and if we don't have it, our family basically stinks. Um, she also says during the funeral, she's like, Seems like Gypsy didn't get any powers on her 13th birthday. I thought Gypsy was younger than 13. But this is a couple months later. 
I thought she was like a child. I guess she I, was like I five in the first book, but she's got to be close to thirteen now. Yeah, because it was like a ten-year, almost a ten-year jump or something. Okay, yes, that happens, and then what? That's the clue. Oh, because Gypsy doesn't have, or Gypsy supposedly didn't get a savvy. But isn't Gypsy the one she like has had like intuition from the beginning? Yes. Yes, she so has. Maybe she's going to be psychic or something. She's going to have extra savvy, I think. But I think it's a little foreshadowy that like people underestimate her savvy and that people don't think she got a savvy because nothing dramatic happened, but maybe she's had a lot of dramatic things happening internally. We don't know. But from my understanding of reading the back of the book, next book and trying to figure out how many chapters are in it so we can divide these readings equitably. That's I've, cheating. <laughs> you asked me to answer the question. The next but book you can't is look at the Gypsy back of the next savvy. book. That's giving some of it away. I'm just saying what you got from this book to the next book. Well, the next I'm book telling you that's switch. the clue. What if you can like switch savvies with somebody for a day? That would well, be we'll find cool. out. Maybe Gypsy can. So well, anyway, before we, this be, before we finish, I just wanted to say I thought we could maybe guess what do you think like each other's savvies would be. I already know yours. If Charles could pick. His savvy would be that he could teleport, which, I mean, I would want that as my savvy, too, especially, like, just being able to teleport anywhere. Like, you'd never have to take transportation ever again. Yeah, I've always said that my favorite superpower would definitely be teleportation. I think it's incredibly underrated. And Okay, what would my savvy be? What would your savvy be? I think your savvy would be kind of like Ledger's mom, Dina's. Like, you could tell people what to what? do. And they'll just do it. I don't want that to be my savvy. That's so controlling. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just saying, I think that that... Because you're very good at kind of just, like, exactly saying what you want and just, like, not compromising in that. And so I think that you would, like, be good at like, making other people help make that happen. I think this is partially an insult, but okay. You know. <laughs> I don't think it's an insult. Apparently Charles thinks I am controlling, and I want to control people like the scary mom Did in I this. Did I say that? Who just controls people. Did I, Did I say that? Anybody? No, I well, did I'm not. I'm thinking of all the savvies She's we've learned words. about. Okay, if you want me to pick a savvy that no one else has. You could have given me some warning. I could have prepped for this. I know. I totally just did this on the spot. I just thought of it right now. I mean, I just had joys because you talk about that all the time. Oh, you know what I think your savvy could be instead? Would be that you could adjust the internal temperature of whatever room you're in <laughs> to your comfort. Because you like to be really cold or really hot, and it makes no sense. It's completely random. It's like... And it's... I, generally the opposite of what everyone else wants. And so you can just control that. Like, So I can control the weather? Not the weather. Your personal environment. Come on, at least make it something cool. I don't want to just sort of control myself. I got to have something that affects other people. But I'm saying like, it would affect other people because you would control the environment around you. I guess that would be kind of fun. I could really mess with people. I like that. I still think my first one is better, but because no one has a duplicate savvy, I feel like that's... 
Yeah, no one has a duplicate savvy. Like, no two people have the same one. Okay, well, that was all. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, well, there you go. That feels like a great place to wrap it up. Let the record reflect, I did not say that you were controlling. And next week, we're going to read the first half of Switch, which is the third and final book in the trilogy. So if you read along, go ahead and read chapters 1 through 17. And as always, if you have any predictions, theories, questions, remember that you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. You can head over to nerdparty.com contact and select throwback paperback. You can send us an email there and get in touch with the network on Twitter at joinnerdparty or on Instagram at thenerdparty or facebook.com slash thenerdparty. And to find me, I'm at asiabonia on TikTok and at asia.bonia on Instagram. And I'm at Seashells on Instagram. That's C-S-C-H-E-L-S. And if you enjoyed this show, make sure you rate and review our podcast. Share it with the people you like and love. And of course, check out the other great podcasts we have within our Nerd Party Network family. And subscribe to our show so you don't miss us next week. Yes, hit that subscribe. And as always, have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.